Praise God, everybody. It's, it's great to be here on this Sunday. Uh, I first want to give honor where honor is due, and that's first to our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, because without him, none of us would be here. Um, I also want to give honor to uh, Pastor Rick. Uh, he's been a blessing ever since uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Tracy and uh, Tanya Robbins, uh, Robinson, they um, told me about uh, impact. And uh, ever since then, I've just been uh, connected uh, because I I love the vision that uh, God has given Pastor Rick uh, and the church is just working it. So, uh, Pastor Rick, thank you for this opportunity that God has given, because uh, the Bible does say that uh, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Uh, but how can they call on him if they don't believe? How can they believe if they haven't if they haven't been heard or and how can they hear without a preacher? And so with that being said, I am here to uh, preach what God has given me and what God has given me is taken from uh, Ephesians, the second chapter. Ephesians, the second chapter. And the key verse is verse four, even though I'm going to be going over some uh, other passages because we have to lay the foundation. But Ephesians, the second chapter, verse four, and I'm reading from Old Reliable King, King James Version. <laughs> uh, uh, so I will be calling out the different verses because I do recognize un and understand that everybody does have different uh, versions, translations. So verse four says, but God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us. So the title that uh, God, the Holy Spirit has given me, very simple, but God, two words, but God. Now, uh, one of the things that I, I want to say is that of course, as always, keep your Bible open because I do believe if you are preaching from the word, it should come from the word. Uh, the Apostle Paul, he was writing to the believers uh, in the church of Ephesus. So, And one of the things, the, the, the real reason why he was writing because he wanted the church to focus on God. He wanted them to focus on uh, the doctrine, the principles of God's word. And he wanted to continue to encourage them because the stuff that's happening today is, is nothing new. The stuff that's happening today was going on back then. And so before we get to the but God, uh, we have to get to even the first verse of the second chapter of uh of ephesians uh the first verse uh where it says that that one word and now anybody that you know understand parts of speech that word and is a conjunction so it's a connecting so why did the apostle paul say say and why did he say and well we have to go back to ephesians the first chapter now I'm not going to go over the entire chapter, but I'm going to start at verse 15 because the Apostle Paul was praying for and with the church. 
And verse 15, it says, and in, in Ephesians, the first chapter, verse 15, it says, wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. So the apostle Paul was letting them know because of their faith, because of their uh, uh, due diligence to uh, want to do their best to follow after the teachings of Jesus. The apostle Paul is letting them know, look, I am not going to stop praying for you. Just like the apostle Paul continues to pray, the Bible also tells us that we should pray for one another. The reason why we should pray for one another is because we all are going through certain circumstances. Life tend to hit us with different curveballs. And so with that being said, we all need prayer. There's a song that says, somebody prayed for me, had me on their mind, took the time to pray for me. And so just like the Apostle Paul never stopped praying, we too, we should never stop praying. The Bible goes on to say in verse 17 of Ephesians 1, it says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So not only was he praying for their continued confidence uh, and staying focused on Jesus, but also praying that their spiritual eyes be open. Praying for wisdom. The Bible tells us that if any of you lack wisdom, ask God. God is not going to withhold no good thing when you have an open heart and an open mind to receive what he has from you. Verse 18 goes on to say, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Well, what is the hope of his calling? The hope of his calling is that everyone be saved. That's the hope of his calling. We have God, the father, God, the son, and God, the Holy, Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit. They're all one God. Different functions, how, how they maneuver, but it's not, they're not separated. They're all together, which makes the, the, the Godhead the triune God, and the purpose is that everyone be saved. That's the hope of his calling, is that everyone be saved. Uh, verse, verse 19 says, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty powers? Verse 21. Uh, verse 20, I'm sorry, which is wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. So the apostle Paul is reminding the saints that the same spirit that was in Jesus to raise him from the dead is the same spirit that works in us. When we Understand this, you all, when Jesus, he loved us first. So he accepted us first. We didn't accept him, contrary to popular beliefs. He accepted us first. He made the necessary sacrifices. So when he accepted us, now it's our time to 
let go, let God have his way by receiving him into our life. And so with that being said, the focus is letting Jesus lead the way because it's Jesus that has all power, all glory. As we about to see, as we moving forward in verse 21, it says far above all principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Acts of the Apostles, the fourth chapter, the 12th verse, let us know that there is no other name under heaven that men shall be saved. Allah can't save you. Buddha can't save you. Christian Scientology, none of those gods, none of that could save you. None of those other religions could save you. It is Jesus. The name of Jesus is the only one that can save you. And the Apostle Paul was reinforcing that and just like the apostle Paul reinforced, we too have to reinforce that only Jesus can save you. That's the only name that's given to man in this world. And as the Bible say, in the world to come, that can that we can be saved. Amen. Verse 22 says, and hath put all things, not some, not a little, but all things under his feet and gave him to be the head above the, the head over all things, the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all and all. So now the foundation has been laid through the apostle Paul's prayer. And so now we're coming up on Ephesians, the second chapter, the first verse. I'm glad that you all have been so patient because now we're about to really get into the meat of it. The but God, the, we all have a but God testimony in our lives. If you don't have a but God, keep living because you will have a but God testimony, a B-U-T, not a B-U-T-T, because -T, because life will kick our B-U-T-T. But the but God is, hey, we all have that testimony. And here's, here's where I'm going to show you in the word. Verse, uh, verse one says, and you have, you have he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Okay. Now, first point, that word quicken means to be made alive. So the first point is God revived us or resuscitated us through Jesus. That's the first point. That's that's the but God because we have a but God because God uh, uh, resuscitated us through Jesus. All right. We was dead in trespasses and sins. Those those two words are connecting words because understand this when you when you trespass, you cross boundaries. Now, there are times when you might see a sign, it'll say uh, a government property, do not trespass. And, and some people still tend to do whatever. They still tend to climb that wall and, and, and jump over. And then when they get caught, now they want to uh, use inappropriate language or body language and stuff uh, uh, to justify why they did what they did. What well, the sign says, do not trespass. 
So when you trespass, you crossing boundaries. And then when you cross boundaries, that's when sins come in. Because now sin, a sin is when you made a conscious decision that, you know what? I don't care what God say. I don't care what this preacher say. I don't care what that bald-headed, dark-skinned preacher say. I'm going to do what I'm going to do because it's my life. It's YOLO. You only live once. No, no, no. Yeah, you only live once. That is a guarantee. Yes, you do. But at the same time, you have to understand that your life does not belong to you. The first point is that God resuscitated us through Jesus. Let's go on. Verse 2 says, wherein time passed, ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Verse three, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. So the second point is the but God be, because do not be critical to judge others because we all have a past. I'm going to repeat that. Do not be critical of others because we all have a past. Verses one through three already explain that. We conducted ourselves just as the unbelievers before. We said some things. We did some things. There are some things that some of us may still be struggling with. But at the same time, we have an advocate that understands. The Bible tells us that we have a high priest, Jesus. He went through temptation just like all of us have done have done, have gone through and are still going through. The difference is he didn't save. He modeled what he expects from us because we are created in his image. Amen. So we have to understand that we all have a past. Now, with that being said, I'm not here to say that people should not be held accountable respectfully. I'm not here to say that uh, uh, it's okay to live how you want to live. No, no, no. I'm, that's not what uh, Brother Brian Hilliard is saying. What I'm saying is we should never condemn because the ultimate judge is Jesus. And the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians, the third chapter, tells us that you have some that water, that plant, some that water, but God gives the increase. So it's our duty to share God's word. Our purpose is to make disciples, not church folks. Our duty is to live accordingly. I'm going to get, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but the sec first point is God resuscitated us through Jesus. The second point is that uh, do not be critical of others because we have a past. And here's, 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 here's where we're going to move forward. In verse four, but God, whoo, but God, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. Verse five, 
even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us, that were quickened again, quickened us together with Christ. By grace, ye are saved. I'm going to pause right there. And I'm going to turn to Romans, the fifth chapter. Romans, the fifth chapter. And it says, verse eight, it says, but God commended his love toward us. How did he do that? Glad you asked. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's the reason why he chose us first. Verse nine goes on to say in Romans, the fifth chapter, much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. I'm going to conclude with verse 10. For if when we were past tense enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Jesus died one time and one time only. And the Bible tells us in Hebrews, the ninth chapter, that it's been appointed for man to die once. And then after that, the judgment. So Jesus died one time. He's not going to die anymore. Uh, we've been reconciled to him. Well, how have we been reconciled to him? We've been reconciled to him because when Jesus died, we died with him. When Jesus was buried, our, our sins and everything was buried with him. When God raised him from the dead, we became new in him. Now, I'm going to put a uh, I'm gonna put an asterisk because some people get it. Uh, it's, it's misunderstood that okay, because we was raised with Christ. Now you know, hey, we should be on easy street. Maybe not some of you all think that way, but you got others that feel that way uh, because we we do still have two natures. We have the the old nature and the new nature, and they're always warring against one another based on Ephesians, the sixth chapter. There's always a spiritual warfare. The Bible just told us in Ephesians, the second chapter, that we have the prince of the air. Well, who is the prince of the air? It's Satan. Satan, the prince of the air. Well, what is the air? The media outlets. What's being visualized? You know, uh, what, what are we seeing? The news and all this other stuff. Satan is always going to do something that's going to cause us or that wants us to be distracted from God. Always. But the key thing is we all been reconciled back to him for those who have accepted Jesus into their life. And so when you do sin, that blood is still fresh to God. So God is not looking at us through the naked eye. Uh, this is not red. This is white. But He's looking at us through the blood of Jesus. That blood of Jesus is what saves us. It what cleanses us. There's nothing that can cleanse us better than the blood of Jesus. Not Gaines detergent, not Tide, not Dawn, not Dove. Nothing can cleanse you like 
Jesus. Amen. So verse six goes on to say in Ephesians two, I'm back in Ephesians two. It says, and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and the kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Verse eight, for by grace are ye saved through faith and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Verse nine, not of works, lest any man should boast. Okay, so now the third point is that the but God is to keep us humble. The but God is to keep us humble. God resuscitated us through Jesus. We shouldn't be criticizing anyone because we have a past. And now the but God keeps us humble. All of us could have been homeless, but God. All of us could have lost our mind because life, that's just how life, but God. Some of us could have been in jail, but God. Some of us could, or maybe some of us may have been strung out, but God, you're here because there was a but God in your life. We all have a but God. And when we understand that but God, it keeps us humble. It keeps us focused on his word, what he wants us to do. It keeps us focused on our purpose. These are things that we need to be focused on instead of focusing on or eyeballing what everybody else is doing. Listen, even the Bible tells us that we should mind our own business. God said that. God said that. We should work quietly and mind our own business. Now, let me say this. That's not to say that we should not be holding one another accountable. Because in the book of Proverbs, it says that iron, what it do? It sharpens iron. And so we all need to be sharpened so that we can stay spiritually vigilant against the wiles of the devil. The devil is mischievous. If you don't believe it, man, some, some, somebody might be living under a rock because Satan, he, him and his demonic uh, angel, they are running rampant out here and people are allowing it. People are allowing it. And so now we have to ramp up our spiritual awareness because this is not flesh and blood that we are going up against. This is what is in our heart, what is in our mind and let the Holy Spirit guide us to different resources. What is it that we can do? So the but God keeps us humble. And the last and final point is going to come from verse 10. Verse 10 says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath done, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. 
I'm going to read that again. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. The last and final point is the good works that we do always remember that it's Jesus that has already done it before. The good works that we now do, the good works that we now do, Jesus has already done it, done it before us. Jesus was and still is the ultimate model for our lives. And because those of you who have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, we are created in his image, not the physical aspect, but the mannerism, the characteristics, the integrity. And so in order to do that, we have to stay engaged in his word, prayer life with one another, because iron sharpens iron, praying for one another. And understanding the four points, God resuscitated us through Jesus. Don't criticize individuals because we all have a past. Uh, understand that the but God keeps us humble. And the work that we now do, Jesus has already done it before us. He laid the foundation. Amen. God bless you all. Uh, I thank you all for listening and watching. And, and I pray that God continue to work in our hearts and minds that uh, our work won't be in vain, but that we can continue to stay on this journey until God calls us home.